0: Welcome to today's episode. As we get ready to slide into the new normal, Matt brings you the latest training segment of PI Perspectives. Today, we look at networking and marketing and what to expect in the next few months as we struggle to get back to a regular schedule. Now, Matt offers some great tips on how you can be proactive and get a jump on revitalizing your business. This episode is brought to you by CrossTracks case management software. CrossTracks integrates with programs you already use, like QuickBooks, DelvePoint, ScopeNow, Investigation Video Editor, Word, and more. The integrations, combined with powerful features such as automated audio transcription and report generation, help investigators generate revenue and improve efficiency. The system can be customized for any investigative specialty. Start your free trial today at CrossTracks.co and use promo code PIP20. Let's get into training mode and join our host, private investigator,
1: Matt Spare. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Matt with PI Perspectives, and uh, we're getting back to a training episode. It's been a while since I've done one of these. wanted to jump on and just talk a little bit about networking and what that's going to look like going forward, in my opinion, anyways. So hopefully by the time we're hearing this, we're all getting towards the end of the line here as far as our shelter in place and uh, stay-at-home orders. And uh, it's been a real interesting time, especially here in New York. Definitely trying to do things a little bit differently. I think we've all gone through different phases within this, uh, you know, two to two and a half month period of how we were going to approach dealing with this, right? So I think the first way we wanted to approach this was continuing education, right? Let's get out there and watch whatever webinars we can watch and uh, soak up as much information that we could soak up and make ourselves better at what we uh, can do. And um, that was great. And believe me, there's been some really, really fantastic content out there. Just amazing. Um, So impressive to see people in this industry really come together and um, in, in the spirit of doing what's right and taking care of one another just getting out um, additional content and ways for uh, for investigators to get better at what we do. I think once we started doing all that and folks started uh, accumulating these uh, free webinars and, and watching and listening and doing all this stuff, uh, I think the, ne- the next phase was like, uh, oh my God, uh, I have no work coming in. What am I going to do next? The freakout moment kind of Grasped everybody, right? How are we going to stay in business? How are we going to keep things moving? How are we going to put food on our table? And you know, what's filed for this loan and that grant, and see what we can do to get going? And there was like a big push to to do that, and uh, a lot of us did all that paperwork and did what we needed to do. And some of us were late to the game and had to wait until round two. I'm appreciative to our associations out there that uh, got a lot of the information out on how to do this stuff and where to go. And I feel like uh, everybody did a, a real good job of getting info out and making sure everybody knew where to go and and, uh, and what to do. You probably spend a lot of time calling clients and just checking in and uh, seeing where they were at. And uh, really interesting to watch that evolution too, like having conversations with people very early on in March and then having follow-up conversations with people in early May uh, and seeing what that looked like. For me, what I noticed in talking to my clients was um, initially uh, nobody was touching any files, right? It was like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm home. I'm not doing anything. Don't need to worry about uh, work for a bit and we'll figure out what's, what's going on. And then uh, with the attorneys anyway, they started implementing online depositions and uh, they were actually like, you know, required to do some work. There were hearings when in front of judges and I recall hearing stories about people being uh, reprimanded for not wearing suits from home. Uh, They're having uh, conferences with judges and, uh, you know, you can't wear shorts or anything like that. So definitely heard a bunch of that. Um, And as my clients started to actually pick up files and and go through and really start to examine what they can do when they were home, um, I started getting a little more work in, which is always comforting, but still having to deal with that specter of like the great unknown. And, um, you know, we're trying to figure out here in New York when we're going to be opening up. The governor's opened up some of our state, but not all of our state. And we've got to hit seven metrics. And, you know, the county I live in is uh, second to last in, in being able to open back up, which is a bit frustrating. But I get it and I understand, right? Only New York City is, uh, is behind us. And, um, you know, it's going to take time. But, uh, you know, seeing that process and how everything rolled out together has, uh, has been pretty interesting. So I've, I've noticed, you know, just from talking to attorney clients and, and people like, uh, when, once they started picking up files and, and working things, there, there's been a real move to settle cases. So from what I'm hearing is a lot of my clients have, you know, settled or come to agreements. Uh, the cases will be settled before the end of the year. They're, they're also not sure when they're going to have, uh, trials by jury. So, the prospect of having to wait till at least January to actually uh, have a case uh, in front of a jury is not appealing uh, to a lot of attorneys. So uh, they are weighing that when the settlement offers are being made. So I feel like a lot of cases are actually concluded and have been uh, settled, or at least they're working on, on doing things. I know there were a couple cases where I just had to finish up doing a last, uh, last minute investigations before they accepted a settlement just to make sure Everything was the way it was it should be right uh, so doing asset searches and talking to witnesses and just verifying what one carrier said the witness was gonna say was actually verified and uh, had a couple of those that we worked on so just you know helping helping our clients settle their cases move things forward and I feel like uh, a lot of that was done, and I also feel like there's this specter that round two of covid nineteen. Uh, will be coming in October or November. And there's a good chance that uh, we'll have to shelter in place again. And I feel like there's going to be a push this summer to really get out there and get some work done. And um, I just through my conversations with some of my clients, I, I feel like there's going to be a big push. It's definitely going to be a busy summer. So um, what does that mean for the investigator? How do we... Get all our ducks in order ducks in a row and i think that's part of like that, that second phase of oh my god like uh, uh what are we going to do here i got to check into uh into my clients and see how things are going to go i think like building a really good infrastructure and a good game plan a vision for like the rest of the year i think is important figuring out how you want to uh, spend your resources in advertising uh how you want to do your marketing and how you wanna do your networking. So that was something I wanted to talk about today uh, as far as the networking goes. Like what's that gonna look like? And going forward, what can we expect the rest of the year? And uh, we'll get into that um, in in a little bit. We'll cover some points on that. But uh, you know, it's been a really interesting, interesting experience. A lot of introspection of like reviewing my business model, how I was operating my business and what I want my business to look like going forward. I've kind of had a an epiphany, right? So everything was was moving very, very quickly for 2020. I was having a bang-up year. I mean, probably my biggest year ever. And we were just crunching work out left and right. And um, I felt like things were starting to slip away as far as being in control of, of the, the product that was going out. And um, you know, during a slow time, I've, I've reevaluated that. And I wanted to kind of restructure my team and how we're doing our investigative work and making sure everything's getting done the way it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think I've I've decided to scale back my business a little bit and just take a different approach to doing things. I'm forced to modify my pricing, right, to reflect all the insurances and the the, the craziness that are, that's going to go up and uh, just the big unknown. Uh, I think across the board, the cost of doing business in New York City or New York State is definitely going to, Going to take a hit because I think uh, just our all our um, our expenses like insurances and things like that they're just everything everything's going up, right? So being able to to plan and be proactive on that, uh, preparing my uh, my clients for you know what they can ex- expect going forward. I know I've been doing constant contacts, just trying to stay out there, and I, I got to say it worked right. So. Sending out those constant contacts that we're still there, we're still in business, we're ready to you know take on the work that you need to do. You know, I definitely got work from that. I definitely got clients who I had not heard from in years. Just said, oh, yeah, I didn't realize you're still open. Um, I have this I need done. Can you solve this problem for me? And we're definitely able to do that. And I had a lot of work come across my plate. Things that I really typically did not specialize in. And it was nice to be able to farm that out to other investigators, people that I trust, my, uh, my circle of, uh, of uh, investigators, and uh, keep them working as well, right? So that was nice to be able to, to farm work out and help maybe other investigators in our community that were struggling to get work uh, to keep them busy. So that, that was good. We were able to do a lot of those things. So just being very present, and having a clear plan, analyzing my business. I know uh, I talked about it on earlier shows. I implemented uh, a case management system, uh, Crosstrax, which I'm hooked. I love it. It's definitely fantastic. If you're not using Crosstrax, definitely you want to reach out to them and and give them a try, see what they can do. It's um, really helped me organize everything to a better level, better extent of what I'm looking to do. So, you know, getting that in place was really important, you know, touching base with clients and just laying the foundation for what work is going to look like when they go back to work. You know, like one of the conversations I had with an attorney recently was, um, you know, what are your plans for, for going back to business, right? And they were talking about uh, staggering their employees, right? Not having more than three or four people in the office each day and, you know, having up uh, the partitions and barriers and um You know, having employees come in after rush hour, um, you start late, end late. So they're not exposing them to the subway system um, during rush hour. I thought that was really interesting. And one of the things our governor was talking about was having a game plan and and submitting a plan uh, for approval, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, should be interesting. So I think we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to jump into the whole networking and uh, marketing and what that's going to look like. So sit tight. We'll be right back.
0: PI Perspectives is brought to you by Scope Now. Have you tried Scope Now 3.0 yet? Make sure you visit their website and check out the webinar on TikTok Investigations. There's some real cutting edge research tips in there. Check out Rob Douglas's episode on our program last November to learn more about Scope Now 3.0 or visit ScopeNow.com. Sign up and use promo code PIP20 for additional savings. Are you ready for the future of networking and learning for private investigators? Imagine an online community with a vast amount of training and resource material. What if we told you some of the best content and technology providers will give you discounts and benefits for signing up? Well, get ready for the investigators-toolbox.com coming online next month. Learn more at investigators-toolbox.com.
1: Welcome back everybody. You're on PI Perspectives and today is a training episode. Before we took a break, we were just talking about um, networking and marketing and what that's going to look like post COVID-19 and uh, the brand new world that we live in. You know, how are we going to to network and build our business? It's very interesting. I I see like a a move of everything going uh, electronic, and we see it already, right? So the webinars that were out there uh, was the first stage, right? Uh, Get your continuing education online. Here's some free stuff to look at. Here's some paid stuff to look at. There's all different content that's been thrown out there. Some of it free, some of it paid. Um, You know, you've got great content that uh, that was provided by the Hetherington Group. Uh, They initially had given some. Uh, Free uh, webinars to association members and uh, they've got some other um, good, good resources out there. They're definitely something you want to look at if you haven't already. Take a look at their site. So what is that going to look like, right? How are people going to network? How are people going to talk to one another? How are people going to learn together? So I I see this real push of things continuing to grow online. You know, we've got the webinars, but now what's going on too is you have these uh, association events, right? Uh, The dinners, uh, the seminars, things that we all used to go in person are now uh, postponed until at least September. I think the next in-person event that I have scheduled to go to is the NCISS in Arizona, which I believe is in, is in September. Um, and then you've got Osmosis in October in San Diego. Uh, I, at this point, have plans to be there. I know uh, they've actually announced that you can attend that osmosis on online, right? You have the option to either do in-person or to do an online course, which I think is really neat. So, you know, you can see people that service our industry, um, other investigators that offer content. You know, everyone's getting very creative with how they're trying to keep that networking environment going. So I see like a real push for community investigators to, have those relationships with one another. And I see just the shift for going online. You're having these Zoom meetings and these Webex meetings where uh, there's going to be some training and, and there's a bunch out there where actually they have um, certificates being offered uh, continuing education. Um, so it's really, um, really great. It's, it's great to see that um, as time is getting tough and uh, things are uh, struggle to get together, uh, people in our industry are definitely being creative with how they're getting their content out there. And I see a real push into doing that, right? So I think it's important for us to continue to network. You know, any any kind of association event, if they're going uh, digitally, it, it's a good way to go check it out, right? If, if you're not even a member of the association, uh, maybe they are, are open to having non-members attend and it's a good way for you to see what they're about and what they're offering and see what kind of value... Uh, a membership would add uh, to you. So, I've always been a big believer in uh, you know, definitely being a part of at least your state association, but also having that the national and international associations as well. Right. So, NALI, the uh, National Association of Legal Investigators, NCISS, very important. In addition, for me, like anyways, in New York, uh, Aldenese, right, the Associated Licensed Detectives of New York State. If you are in New York and uh, you are a private investigator. You definitely should check out the Associated Licensed Detectives in New York State, ALDO uh, Go check it out. Uh, it is a uh, just a, a big group of investigators that cover all of New York State. So, like when I get jobs that come in, like up in Utica or, or Binghamton, and you know I don't want to drive all the way out there. I can just hire a local investigator to help me out. I've got some great resources up in Buffalo um, that handle things up in Utica um, where I have happy clients because we're taking care of things very quickly and I don't have to get in the car or hop on the plane or do anything like that, keeping the cost down. And then you've got your, your national associations as well. From time to time when things come up, I need things handled in, in other States, um, there's some great associations out there, and you know they come to me in New York when they need things done in New York. It's uh, it's great to be part of that network and have people that you you trust uh, to handle these things for you. Yeah, you know, you're going to see all these associations start to offer digital content, uh, training, networking, virtual happy hours. I think I'm, I'm attending my first virtual happy hour this Thursday for the uh, Society of Professional Investigators. Um, by the time actually this episode airs, it. It, uh, it would have passed already. Um, but, uh, you know, that's something that's going on as well. So being able to do that and, and even, you know, the World Association of Detectives is another good one if you're not a member of that one. WAD covers, you know, all over the world. There's, uh, you have access to investigators in every country. It's a pretty amazing organization. So um, they're getting creative as well. They're, they've got content out. Uh, I know Stephen uh, Kamorak who was on a couple of weeks ago, talking about um, you know lie de- human lie detecting. He's going to be teaching that uh, for a webinar um, with WAD, and that's exclusive only for WAD members. Uh, again, by the time this episode airs, I believe it class would be over already, but it's definitely something you can go to their website, and I'm sure they're going to have archived where you can go check it out. So you're going to see that big turn, and um, you know, what's the future going to look like in going to events? Are people actually going to, going to go to live events. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Is it going to be safe? Um, I know WAD has, uh, not canceled their Aruba conference yet. And, uh, as far as I know, it's still on and it's, I think they're treating it, uh, like they're going to go ahead with it and hopefully, uh, they'll see, you know, who, who attends and what that's going to look like. But, um, these are, uh, you know, historically been great events and now we just uh, don't know what they're going to look like. Um, I think uh, with Osmosis, taking a very proactive approach to offering the conference both uh, in person and uh, digitally, I think it's really interesting and very cool way to uh, have the more people attend, right? Maybe te- typically you didn't want to take three days off from your job to go attend these things and now you have the ability to, uh, to do it remotely. I think it's really neat. So you're going to see stuff like that happen and it's uh, yeah, very, very interesting. On a smaller scale, what's networking going to look like for for you and your business and and driving business up, right? Can you go and have those lunches or those dinners with with clients? I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, can I take a a client to a sporting event? Well, not until they start playing sports again and uh, and allowing people to actually sit in the crowd. Um, I know that's something that uh, they've been talking about with Major League Baseball and basketball and the NFL, right? So they're Probably eventually going to have sporting events. Whether or not they're going to allow people to actually sit in the crowd is something that uh, we're going to have to figure out. Um, so, are you going to have those opportunities to network with with new clients, you know, like potential new clients? How is that going to look like? So, I think it's going to be very interesting. And I think you really, as an investigator uh, and a salesperson, I think what I what I had the way I would approach this is, um, you know, contacting your current clients. And, uh, you know, obviously keeping those relationships strong, but also asking them, hey, why don't you, can you like refer me to like three or four of your colleagues, somebody who would appreciate the work that that we do. And um, just give me a way to get in touch with them. I know I can't meet with them in person, but maybe I can do a phone conference or do a Zoom and introduce myself and, uh, you know, tell them what we can do, send them some brochures and some information and at least lay the groundwork. So by the time, they are able to meet with you in person, uh, you've already got that established relationship, right? So, you know, not being afraid to ask a current client for more business, you know, that's something you should really consider doing if you haven't done it already, right? Um, I know I used to do that when I would go in person meeting, right? I'd have a bang up meeting with, uh, with a client that, uh, you know, it's one of those, hey, I'm just following up on the account. They, I'm already doing business with them. Uh, but I always close the meeting with hey can you think of like three or four colleagues that would be interested in uh, in trying our services I think that's a great way to approach things you know if you're not doing that you can consider doing that um, and then you have those uh, folks that actually don't necessarily work with attorneys uh, maybe they work with John Q public I, I think and everyone jokes about this but I, I the writings on the wall with it you know that there are going to be a lot of Divorce actions, a lot of spousal insecurities <laughs> after the uh, the lockdown, right? Um, you know, people may consider to start uh, divorce actions or or child custody disputes. You know, really trying to get a sense of um, who's doing what. I think there's going to be a huge challenge for people doing surveillances going forward because targets are going to be wearing masks for the foreseeable future, right? So, how can you guarantee? the person you're videoing is the actual person that you're supposed to be videotaping, right? You have a good idea. Yeah. They came out of the house that they live in and they, you know, they, they, they're the right height and the right build. And, you know, they kind of look like who they are supposed to be, but I think you're going to see some smart attorneys that are going to question whether or not that is, um, uh, actual evidence, right? Your honor, there's no way to prove that the person under that mask is, uh, is the exact person, right? You're going to see like shenanigans like that happen. So I think it's going to be very interesting going forward. And I think the investigators that are going to survive and get through this are going to be planning, you know, having plan B when the, their typical work isn't coming in, just being creative on uh, on how you're going to do work. I know uh, one of the things that's floating around in the Facebook groups right now is the, uh, oh, we can help uh, check and verify to make sure your employees are working from home the way they're supposed to be working from home. There may be some investigators that are interested in doing that kind of work and there's probably some money in it. I don't know. It doesn't sound very interesting to me, but that's my own personal opinion. And I've been known to turn away work that doesn't, uh, doesn't interest me. So uh, it's not a knock if it's out there and you're struggling and the work is available, please by all means take the work. And there's been some whispers of, of contact uh, tracing, right? It's that going to be available to the investigators. I know there's some free courses that are out there. It doesn't pay that much money, but it's uh, it's a way to keep your uh, investigative skills honed and a, a way to generate some extra income in the meantime. And, uh, you know, you may want to consider it if it's, if it's out there and the work is available, I'm um, doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, just having plan A, B and C I think is really important to figure out, uh, you know, now that the crisis is over until it's not over, right. How are you going to make the most amount of money? How are you going to grow the business back? How are you going to replace all this lost income? You know, just having a plan in place, I think is really important. So, you know, marketing is going to be very, very interesting. You know, it's going to be questionable. How much money do you actually sink into doing marketing? And one of the things I've noticed also with, with my attorney clients is they they are starting to advertise. And there was a a point where they had advertising turned off, but now it's like, okay, so we should be working again in two or three weeks, Uh, time, time to start spending the money on the advertising because we want to get the word out before the other law firm does. And the other law firm says, oh, okay, well, they're starting to advertise. We're going to put more money into advertising because we don't want to lose our cases to uh, law firm ABC, right? And so a law firm 123 starts adding more money. And then uh, law firm uh, JKLM says, uh, oh, well, they're doing this over there. Let's throw more money uh, than, than they're throwing. And vice versa, and next thing you know, uh, you've got a, a, a lot of case work, you know, a, lot, a lot of cases that need to be worked on. So I, I see that kind of stuff starting to happen. Um, I had a really good week last week with work. We were very close to uh, pre-COVID numbers, uh, which was very encouraging. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing that trend continue this week. So that, that's always good. That makes me happy, right? Um want to be able to service my clients and everything just feels better when we're doing (laughs) what we should be doing and not trying to find stuff to do or trying to be creative. So I I think there's, there's going to be that push to get going, but I think once the floodgates open, we're going to be real busy. Um, One of the things I've noticed too is process serving a huge increase in process serving. I was talking to uh, a server recently and and saw a bunch of posting online uh, that, uh, you know, they were really, overflowed with, uh, with process-serving work. Um, there was another colleague I spoke to uh, who does a lot of surveillances that said, you know, they were incredibly busy and they never had a slowdown. Uh, and uh, they thought that this particular time was going to be a time that they could uh, catch up on their work and get reports done. And they weren't even able to do that because they've been so busy with, uh, with work that's coming, which is fantastic, right? We always love to hear that. So as we're getting closer and getting ready to, to go back to work on, on a more normal schedule, just, you know, have a plan in place and then have backup plans, right? Try and forecast and try and see, you know, how you can recover that lost income and uh, be creative in what you're doing. Definitely don't sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Uh, You're going to have to be assertive and, you know, contact those clients, ask them for referrals to other clients. If you work with John Q public, then, you know, time to turn the advertising back on and get to work and, you know, have a message. Have a message to the people you're trying to reach that that hits, hits home. I also see a big push for um, estate work, right? I've had a bunch already, right? People that unfortunately have passed from COVID-19. Now there's some surrogate work that needs to get done. Uh, they got to probate wills and, and all that stuff. And there's a bunch of investigative work that needs to get done. Family trees and locates and, you know, making sure everyone's notified You're going to see a lot of that work too. You know, you're going to see an incredible amount of fraud that's uh, already taking place. Uh, People trying to take advantage of of the situation. I know we had uh, Bruce Sackman on recently talking about that stuff and, and Nick Hemonitis talking about that stuff. Uh, I think you're going to see a a big uh, push to continue doing that kind of thing. So that's my words of wisdom here. I think we're going to wind the show down. Uh, I just wanted to get on and just uh, talk one on one with you guys. So no, no guest, and uh, just talk about game plans and just you know what uh, what it was like for me going through all this. And um, yeah, I've got some big plans going forward with networking and things like that. And you're going to hear about it. You've heard a little bit about uh, the Investigator's Toolbox, and that's something that we'll be launching in June. And uh, it's an online uh, networking community for licensed private investigators. it will be really good forums, um, a teaching and learning section and a resource section for, um, for OSINT and, uh, and paid database and apps and things like that. But, uh, today's not the day to discuss all that stuff. It's, it's common. I promise you soon we'll do a show on it when it's ready to go. Um, uh, but you can look for that in the near future. And it's something I'm very excited by. I'm, I'm just humbled by the partners that have, uh, agree to join in and uh, provide content and provide discounts and benefits for community members. It's, uh, it's going to be something really, really neat. So I'm going to wind down here. I thank everybody for tuning into this and uh, you know, I hope you were able to glean a little bit of information that you can put towards your own business. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I really do. I appreciate you guys listening. One of the silver linings in this whole shutdown is uh, the show has grown by leaps and bounds. There's so many people listening to the show now. And I want to see that continue to grow. So please like, like and share it uh, with any other investigators that you think would benefit from this. Leave a review on iTunes. It's very helpful for me with sponsors and for rankings. If you um, you know uh, leave a comment in the review or, or give a, a rating, really good for, uh, for the analytics. So I, I would appreciate that. But uh, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll, we're returning back to regular episodes next week. I got some great content coming up. I think I'm booked into July already. I think I'm mid-July. But uh, you're really going to love the guests that are coming up. I've got some really great shows. And uh, thank you again, everybody, for all the support. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for checking
0: out the show today. We hope you're excited to get back to the normal work schedule as Matt is. We also want to thank Crosstrack ScopeNow, and investigators-toolbox.com for sponsoring the show. Please, folks, check out their sites and consider using their services. Make sure you use code PIP20 for additional savings. Next week, we have a great guest. Kirby Pleases joins us to talk about Reddit investigations. This is an episode you don't want to miss. Please be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with your friends. Send them a link. Have a great week. Stay safe. And thanks for tuning into PI Perspectives.